It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. About a week and a half ago, there was a, a curious reference by President Biden, which got some attention in the, in the media, to something to the effect that there, there could be another pandemic. And okay, it got a blip, got a little bit of social media uh, play, if you will, uh, and the usual response, uh, re- you know, respective of party, etc., cetera, uh, to some degree. But putting that aside as just a, some kind of reference, there is a real issue to be discussed as we are now in a period that is endemic when it comes to COVID-19 uh, versus the pandemic that this administration seems willing to continue and to have you carry on. But what is behind this? This is something not being discussed, and that's why I have one of our experts here, Dr. Joel Zinberg, who's a senior fellow at CEI, the Competitive Enterprise Institute. And uh, Dr. Zinberg, this is the story that won't get coverage, but uh, we're endemic. A permanent pandemic means what when it comes to our health system? Uh, Regulations and other relaxations that enlarge the government's power and they enlarge the government's intrusion into the health care system and in particular i wrote about how this is going to uh, preserve a large expansion of medicaid even though there are large and growing numbers of enrollees who are ineligible for the benefit why see this is the question uh, dr zinberg that concerns me why why an expansion and who does it matter to so the you know Medicaid is the the federal state uh, welfare program that among other things provides health insurance uh, uh, for large and you know up to one in four people in this country and there was legislation early in the pandemic that encouraged people to uh, enroll in Medicaid by increasing the amount uh, that the federal government provides to the states for its share, but it also keeps those states from redetermining Medicaid eligibility and removing ineligible people from the rolls as long as the public health emergency persists. And the Biden administration seems has indicated they're going to extend this uh, public health emergency, even though we know that the number of people on Medicaid has jumped during the pandemic by 25 percent. And even though we know that there's an all-time high of people who are ineligible for Medicaid, They're, the Medicaid improper payment rate at the beginning of the pandemic was up to 22 percent because of uh, the Obamacare Medicaid expansion. And it's only gotten bigger as the states can't cut ineligible people from the rolls. So this sounds to me, and please correct me if I'm, if I'm off on this, uh, but from a left view, if you will, Obama, Biden, Biden now, the Democrats, a way to bring more people into some form of uh, government-structured health care. And in that population, who is that population? Typically, when we hear Medicaid and Medicare, many people uh, automatically go to older people. Well, right, so Medicare is for older people. Medicaid was traditionally for uh, children and, and uh, parents, 
single parents of uh, children who needed help. It was expanded under the Obamacare to include able-bodied adults. Uh, and now it's including people who don't even, aren't even eligible. They, you know, they may have, uh, in the months after they went on Medicaid, they may have gotten a job, so they have the offer of employee health coverage. Uh, they may be eligible to get in coverage on the uh, exchanges. All these people are getting coverage who are not eligible. It's a, a big waste of money. But that doesn't seem to concern the, the Biden administration. They are most concerned with ensuring that these folks get coverage through a government-provided plan. That seems to be what they want, that the government uh, will control the plan, that the people be beholden to the, a government plan, and that seems to be the, the chief uh, motivating factor. I mean, the fact of the matter is the, and the pandemic is over. You know, we had even with some increases and, you know, cycles of increases and declines in cases, hospitalizations are not going up and deaths continue to fall. So there's no rationale for expanding the and continuing the pandemic and the public health uh, uh, declarations, except for continuing this expansion of uh, Medicaid and covering people who aren't even eligible. And, you know, Washington should end this emergency so that the states can use their money to ensure Medicaid is reserved for those who are actually eligible. You know, I, I want to draw a track here. And one of the reasons I asked for that distinction from you in uh, Medicaid versus Medicare, because as you look at the number of people who exit government programs right and within certain sectors of the population especially in especially in uh poorer neighborhoods if you will whether it's urban suburban or otherwise economic different economic levels but lower economic levels that concerns me and to from your perspective and your studies on this and of course cei has done a lot of this uh across the years People who then get comfortable, if you will, or just in the program, then you have generational acceptance and use of the program, which goes into the use of more government subsidized, a.k.a. taxpayer subsidized programs. I'm seeing this big picture. Are you seeing this? Oh, yeah. I mean, and and the, the fact is, this is really a bad deal for these people, you know, because it. it Medicaid provides you know, small, uncertain medical benefits and poor access to care. A number of studies have shown that there are low payment rates and government bureaucratic barriers that keep a lot of doctors from being willing to see Medicaid patients. And, and 69% of Medicaid patients uh, are receiving care in these very narrow network managed care plans. So they don't have much choice. They're kind of forced into this government program, uh, and, and they're not being given any kind of alternative. So the fact of the matter is that if the, all the estimates are that if you were to end the plan, this extension of the public health emergency now, you t- lose about 14.4 million people who are ineligible. And if they extend it, as the Biden administration appears poised to do, you'll go up to 15.8 million people. And all of these people would be able to get better plans on through their employers or through the uh, ACA exchange plans. So this is pure. This is something that seems to be uh, designed solely to 
extend government control and put people in a, a situation where they're beholden to the government and where they expect the government's going to continue to provide stuff. This is like a, a continuation of the life of Julia type of thinking that the Obama administration was engaged in, where the government takes care of you from cradle to grave and you are you know, beholden to them. Am I overstating it when I say that this is a way to create a more long-term or permanent poorer class of Americans by the, whether you, know, whether you want to call it Obama, Biden, let's just call it the Democrat and the left's policies? Yeah, well, I, you know, this, this is, is not, it's something that's really counterproductive. Uh, and it's, it's something that is meant to perpetuate this government expansion. Uh, and, you know, ideally, if we can convince people that they're not benefiting from this, they'll actually insist that the government get out of this business uh, and, and they'll find more efficient ways to provide better health care. What's, you know, over the years, I always go to the what's the solution? Who can do something about this and how? Not just the who, but the how. Politicians will tell you whatever you want to hear in an election year, Republican or Democrat, for their own causes. But how, how do we fix this? Well, look, you fix this by getting a Congress that's got a little backbone and a little common sense. So as we know, the majorities in Congress at the moment are on board with this idea of expanding a government takeover of health care. Uh, you know, you, all, you listen to some of the leaders in the, in the Senate, the Bernie Sanders of the world. They want a single payer health care system uh, where and, and most people don't realize it. But if you read the Senator Sanders proposal, he would ban any kind of private health care. It would be solely the government takeover of health care. So what we need is a Congress that's willing to say, we're not going to allow the administration to continue a public health emergency when the public health emergency is over. We're not going to provide funding for this. We're going to insist that the private market be allowed to work and that people be have access to better health care plans than the government-provided health care they're getting through Medicaid. My guest, Dr. Joel Zinberg, Senior Fellow at CEI. Uh, you're a data guy. I like that about you, but I've got to ask a faith question in a sense, and it's about political faith. Do you have, I don't know, any indication, faith, belief, that should the Republicans take the majority, they would actually do something about it? Because they've failed to in the past when they had the majorities, you get the typical attack. Oh, you're against poor people. You want poor people to die. You know, they're going to throw, in this case, not grandma, they're going to throw mama off the cliff. Yeah, well, look, this is this canard that if you end the public health emergency, you're going to throw all these people off the Medicaid rolls and they won't have health insurance and they'll die. Uh, and that's just completely untrue. Multiple people have looked at this and all, almost all the people who would lose coverage when you end this public health emergency would be eligible for coverage through employer plans or subsidized health plans. And we know from a lot of studies that getting, simply expanding health insurance coverage does not necessarily improve health. There was a big study in, in Oregon, their Medicaid expansion, and they found that 
putting people on Medicaid did not improve their health. Now, I'm not saying having health insurance is unimportant. It is important for protecting people's fiscal health. In other words, keeping them from getting massive medical bills and forcing them into bankruptcy. And that's an important thing. But it does, does very little to improve any sort of objective health outcomes. If you keep putting fact-based uh, opinion and analysis out there, we're going to have to keep having you on the show. That, okay, it's, it's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> Doctor, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Have a great day. All right, Dr. Joel Zinberg, Senior Fellow at uh, the Competitive Enterprise Institute. CEI.org is their website. But again, pandemic's over, endemic's here, and they want to keep you in a pandemic and a political pandemic. Think about that. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.